Santa Cruz de Guerrero was a young Irish immigrant who moved to the small mining town during the silver rush. When he struck it rich, he bought up most of the town and started a tobacco plantation. He changed his name from O'Connell to Guerrero in honor of his new town. He was known to tell people that the town was named after him. Everyone knew that wasn't true, but nobody minded since he was responsible for winning the first revolution. He ran the bandidos out of town and killed their leader. He had one true love and had a son with her, but he was assassinated before Valentino was born. This story is not that of Don Patricio, but the story of San Guerrero cannot be told without him. This is the story of Perros y Guerreros. on my plantation again, I'm gonna cut off your huevos and feed them to your children. Please forgive me, senor. I was only taking a siesta. Bullshit. You are drunk, pendejo. Leave him alone, cabezón. He just partied a little too hard. You remember what that was like. Come on, Lencho. I'll help you up. Valentino, I did not see you there. Look, I know this is your uncle's plantation, but I still got a job to do. I don't want to see him around here no more. And you, just stay out of my way. Whoa, cool your beans, cabezón. You're a funny guy. <laughs> not really. Come on, Lencho, I'll take you to Seamus's. It is obvious that Valentino and Cabezón do not get along. But why, you might ask? Well, tune in next time to find out. And who is Seamus? Fallen! You gotta stop looking back. Only you get looking back is a stiff neck. Listen, there's only one flavor to a margarita, and it ain't strawberry. You know, find social groups, hang out with like-minded people. We're gonna talk about whatever the fuck we wanna talk about. How's that? Have you ever had a corned beef taco with mustard? All right, all right. Everybody take a knee, drink some water. I know you all wanna get the fuck out of here, so let's get this show started. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Who was that? Was it Leche? Oh, was that guy? Lencho. Lencho. <laughs> Wow, so if you're keeping score at home, we've got the Cabezon, oh. <laughs> Valentino, and uh, Lencho. And who exactly is Lencho, Mario? Uh, Lencho is the town drunk. He's also the guy that's been around forever and uh, has been in a couple of battles himself. So uh, maybe maybe he might have a little PTS. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a little bit, huh? Maybe so little... we've got a grizzled old war veteran who hits the sauce and wanders onto plantations, apparently. <laughs> And don't forget uh, Don Patricio, right? Who's the, uh, the the main guy that this whole thing's built around, I guess. Very mysterious character. Yeah. Murdered I mean, before the death of his son, Valentino. You're just going or, to have to... Well, before he was born. Birth, yes. Yeah. 
you're just gonna have to tune in to hear the rest of the story and find out gotta say it sounds pretty intriguing and how about that intro music yeah yeah who's uh who gives who gets credit for that and that would be uh latin superstar el gato Mm -mm -mm. that's the cat that's the that's the cat so we thank you for this uh special uh lacroix yeah, we are drinking LaCroix. It, um, it hit 100 degrees today here in the desert. It is hot. It is First it, time in 2018. A month earlier than normal. Yeah, and so uh, we're forced to drink LaCroix and ice tonight. And uh, our studio is uh, being remodeled at the time. It has no AC in it. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, true. This is a true field operation. No, yeah. no creature comforts at the moment. We are... Uh, Sweating over a hot microphone for the benefit of our audience. A hundred degrees, man. Hey, so imagine, I don't know if you've kept up with this, but the uh, teachers here in Arizona are trying to strike, trying to kind of copy what the teachers over in uh, Virginia are doing, I guess. Imagine them striking right now, going around uh, Yeah, they were out and about today, huh? I don't know, were they? Yeah, they were out and about in the streets today. My man, uh, my old fifth grade teacher, Mr. William Schneider author and teacher extraordinaire out there leading the charge stepping up and representing the teachers out here helping them get a uh, better wages at 100 degrees out there man just go inside the classroom and where it's nice uh air conditioned and everything just go in there collect your paycheck and teach your kids and uh get that second job in the summer man <laughs> you know if only it were that easy right if only it were that easy you know that's the problem a lot of these teachers are uh Working hard, spending their hard-earned cash, all that money they get to teach the kids and buy supplies that you know aren't available to the district because of lack of funding and things like that. But yeah, I get it. You know so they're serious, man. They haven't, they haven't gone on strike yet, though. No, right? but they're out they're protesting, protesting and marching, like you said, but, at a hundred degree temperature. But if they strike, then that means that what they don't they don't go to school. The kids don't learn what what happens. You know, I'm not sure. I mean, so Virginia now is what on day eight. Well, it's not like they've been teaching the other <laughs> eight months of the year or whatever. So these eight, these last eight days, it last eight days, this damn LaCroix. And by the way, we're talking about Virginia teachers Virginia now. teachers. Okay, just Virginia for a second. So Virginia teachers have not been going to school for eight days. And what you're trying to say is that those eight so days... So there's been no difference been in no testing difference. scores. There's no difference <laughs> in academic achievement. Okay. Yeah, no in difference. Virginia. In Virginia. Now, here you go. In Arizona here, I know we got a lot of great districts, a lot of great schools, things like that. Um, so we love you guys. We support the teachers here. Uh, go get whatever you need to get. Uh, but You know, uh, and in reality, the teachers out here, they're just trying to get common sense. You know, they're not trying to get rich. They're just trying to get... A fair compensation for the amount of effort they put into what they do. You know, like many public servants, they're underpaid and overworked and underappreciated. Uh, maybe like the military. Uh, we could relate to that. I would say that's a that's a good. Uh, that's what is a, what is the price for going into combat? I'm not sure how much does that cost. I never More got than a bill. what we get paid now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I never got a bill. You know? E7 for everyone. E7 yes. pay for everyone. Wow, if you you know, it's all funny games. So the private starts showing up in Tahoes and like ten year old Porsches, going, "Look at all the money I got, man!" Yeah, you're right about that. So, anyway, so we've got um, some fun stuff we've been up to. What have you been up to uh, lately, Abe? Well, you know, another busy week at work. Uh, we're prepping for some training we got coming up pretty soon. Yeah, so. I saw those pictures on there, and uh, looks like you were hard at work testing out the products. Why don't you tell us about that? So I got two things I got to do this upcoming training. One, I got to take a rucksack and take what would be a simulated combat loadout and show civilians how to pack all that stuff into that rucksack. And then once they're done packing it, I'm going to throw a vest on them and a dummy rifle and a helmet and then let them know how it feels to pull security for an hour, right? And while they're doing that, 
I'm going to take the rest of the guys and uh, introduce them to the delicacy known to the military as the MRE, the, the meal ready to eat, if you will. Now, before you get into that, you're telling me that you're going to help these civilians pack their shit. Well, no, I'm going to. Are you going to pack their shit? No, I'm going to. I'm going or to, they're going to pack their own shit. What I'm going to do is I'm going to show them <laughs> an example oh, of so you're how, show them how one would pack, pack one's own shit. Okay. And All then right. I'm going to lead them, if you will, in a shit packing exercise. Okay. So if anybody uh, that's out there that's packed their own shit, uh, write into Fallen 360. Let us know what the best way is to pack your own shit. And then if you've packed anyone else's shit or shared that training with others, let us know. We're, we're all about sharing best practices. We're all best on practices, show. yeah. So, what's the best way to pack your shit? But or you know what? Hey, on a serious note, real quick, I know all you guys are out there because I'm out there and Mario is out there. I know you all got a go bag in your car right now. Yep. And if you don't, you're wrong. What I want to see is send some pictures in to Fallen 360 at Facebook. I want to see your, your go bag. I want to see what you got in there. What's your layout look like? Your EDC, your everyday carry. You know, because I tell you what, as we learned in the military, when you're doing a, a layout, a loadout, whatever you want to call it, um, it's shenanigans. I mean, how many times have you had to unpack your gear and lay it on the back porch of the company so your squad leader could look at it? Then you pack it all up so that the platoon sergeant could come have you open it up again, and he lay it out for him just to put it away so that the first sergeant could come by and take a look at it one more time, right? So you I know, know we're all experts at packing you know and unpacking. You know what's funny is that that shit sucked when you were in. But now that you're out, I don't know about you, but I love to unpack that stuff and check out what I have every once in a while. It's kind of like I'm still used to doing that. Um, I actually enjoy it. I enjoy looking at the stuff that I've got and everything. And that, uh, that life straw that you haven't used in like three or four years, get rid of that shit because it's probably no good anymore. <laughs> That's actually a cigar. It's not actually a life straw. It's, a, it's just a cigar. If you haven't used that shit, get rid of it. It's probably not good anymore. Just saying, you know, Abe. Just telling you, don't and test it. For those it. of you that don't know Mario, don't he's, test it. he's not lying to you. He <laughs> loves doing layouts. His old lady told him to clean the garage, and I went over. He had the cars parked in the street and everything laid out in the driveway. It's dress right dress. Yeah, that ain't had no it all joke. sorted. It only took him four days to put it back, but but his layout was successful. Look, it, I'll lay it out. I just don't know if it'll go back in the same way. So, But um, anyway, so what else you got going on? You talked about this MRE stuff. Yeah, you know what? Talk about that because I've seen you do this class before. And he's like a trained chef. In fact, I've seen him do it in front of chefs where he actually talks about the MRE and makes it look like it's some kind of French cuisine or something and uh, makes it sound and look delicious. And he actually got what one of those uh, chef hats, whatever you call those, you know, signed by all these chefs at a, at a special school. And um, anyway, so they obviously enjoyed his presentation. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yeah, that? So, so I'm not going to lie. Anybody that knows me knows I'm kind of a foodie. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you know, every week there's a picture of a giant slab of meat on the grill, some vegetables. I really take pride in cooking and more so in eating. And so uh, what, what I learned to do in the military while I was on deployment and actually just messing around was I learned how to start making different meals. So a great example is I've got two MREs. I usually take two MREs, right? And I discuss how we're in the field, you're with your boys, your partners, whatever. You have to you have to learn to barter. There's just a certain thing. It's like prison, you know. You get your commissary, and certain items are worth more than others. For example, from the MRE. Exactly. So, for example, Chili Mac MRE. I have seen people lose limbs. Okay. Mm -hmm. War crimes have been committed yeah. to secure yeah. said MRE. But even if you get the chicken cavatelli or 
the pasta tortellini or the or the number three yeah or ravioli the, or the pork patty with gravy that's mm. another one right awful um shrimp cavatelli is probably the absolute worst but the good news is is that shrimp cavatelli always comes with a with a spice pound cake and if you got a a spice pound cake you know your money i mean that's that's a cuisine right there that's a whole meal you could probably trade for two meals and if you're really lucky you probably get somebody's probably get somebody's chili mac and a can of copenhagen for that spice pound cake you know so on three yeah i'm gonna ask you a question go ahead and then on three we're gonna say the worst mre all right you got it think about it okay on three uh, well, let me think about you got to count to three. Yeah, I got to talk to three. That, but that's I, kind I of a key element. <laughs> that's kind of a key element in what we're doing. Hold here. on, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta think. Of, okay, it's the um, uh, whatever. Just get close to it. All right. All three, right. two, one. The egg omelet. Chicken tortellini. Oh. I never eat the breakfast. I, I've never done it because it's the worst. Well, I've never had the opportunity. Or the vegan omelet, whatever it's called, but it's the omelet. Well, you got out after I did. So when I left, you know, those were very uncommon. We had the uh, traditional stuff, you know, like the just about the best thing going was the, the beef enchilada at the time. So I have you ever seen a chancla? No. For those of you that don't well, habla espanol. Well, I have, I'm wearing chanclas right now because it's hot in here. So but. sandals, right? Like a rubber sandal. That's what that omelet looks like, tastes like, smells like. Like an old, like an old, you know those shower shoes you used to wear? Yeah. So you, know, you wouldn't get wa- fungus on your feet? Yeah, and you're walking around in all those little uh, little uh, babies yeah. in the shower floating around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what that, that's the, what that. The uh, nursery there? That's what that smells like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so these MREs have changed a lot. Cause so today I was looking through the, uh, the box that we had at work so I could do this training for civilians on uh, the finer points of MRE cuisine. And I got one that said... It had is beef taco, which first of all I didn't know a beef taco MRE yeah, that's even a new existed. One to me too. And then there was Asian stir fry with vegetables, so I ended up taking Asian stir fry and then the um, spicy beef ravioli MRE meal, and I was going to mix them up to try to do some Italian Asian fusion type thing, right? The desserts in these things. So there's a cappuccino. There's a powdered cappuccino mocha. Did you say a cup of chino? Cappuccino. Like a Chinese like guy in a cup? Cappuccino. Oh, cappuccino. Like Al Pacino. Ca- cappuccino. Got yeah, it. whatever. You know what I mean? It's like fancy coffee now. <laughs> yeah. Might as well say Starbucks. But here's what blew me away. No spice pound cake. Chocolate muffin top removed. They so even removed the muffin They cut the top, top of the muffin off. They cooked an entire muffin for this soldier and cut the top off so it fit in a little pouch. And then they gave him a not not creamy peanut butter, not chunky peanut butter, but peanut butter dessert spread. Uh, wow, exactly. That sounds delicious. Hey, listen. That, so that that's was, for the new generation. That's the new guys, man. So I also saw, and correct me if I'm wrong, a packet, a white little packet. Okay, first of all, this is a goddamn travesty, but can continue. And did I see, was I correct? Did it say Tabasco on this white plastic no, packet? It said or hot sauce. Hot sauce. So no more Tabasco in a bottle. No, budget cuts. The war's expensive. It's the like war's a, been going on for 15 years plus. They it's can't like afford a little Tabasco Taco Bell bars. little sauce thing. Did you taste it? It was it was atrocious. You know, I had to. That's a shame. So That's a shame. Write your write your congressman. Can we take a moment? Write your senator. Tell them you want it. You're tired of budget cuts. We want the Tabasco back in the army. Our troops deserve better. So we, we deserve better. Speaking of that, uh, about a month ago, I was at a training out at Luke Air Force Base. Ran into the guy, at least he says he is. I even have a picture of him. I'll post it on there. 
that claims his some family member, brother-in-law, whatever, I don't know, who really enjoyed Tabasco sauce during the Gulf War, um, they were trying to send him some Tabasco sauce. And he got together with the people. That McElhaney? Who? McElhaney. What the hell is that? They make Tabasco. Whatever. The, the people that, yes, them from yeah. Louisiana. McElhaney. Yes, them, them. And they not only sent a bunch of boxes, like literally thousands of Tabasco sauce to these guys, his unit, whatever. But then they got connections with the MRE folks and started putting them in the actual MRE. So this guy, to me, is the hero because he's the one who got the, the two together. Well, the and I tell you what, if he's lying to you, that's, that's the worst case of stolen it's valor I've ever it's heard. It's treason, but you know what? I believe him. He seemed honest, and um, I took a picture of him because I thought he's a hero. Let me tell you what. Tabasco saved my life. I'll tell you a quick story from, from basic training. So I'm coming off the field, right? Uh, you know the, this is gonna be good. It's like, once put a time in basic. <laughs> so I'm, co- I'm actually not 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 from the field. I'm coming off the range, right? This is back, 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 2003. I'm coming off the range, and um, you got to do what? Showdown. No brass, no ammo drill, sergeant. No, right? So I'm taking all the shit out of my pockets, my Kevlar's off, on my. You know, my ammo pouches are empty, um, so I thought. And um, he comes over to me, and he checks everything, and he's touching all my shit. And I'm like, no brass, no ammo. And he checks one of my pockets, and he shakes it, and there's some stuff in there. And it's clinging, so he thinks it's brass, right? And he's like, get that shit out of there. So I take it out, and I throw it, and it's like four bottles of hot sauce. Remember the little Tabasco yeah. sauce? Yeah. It's four of those little ones, and I have them in my, pocket, in my hand, and I'm just holding them in my hand and showing him and he's like must be a goddamn Mexican put that shit away <laughs> that's when racism was still okay well, in the military the funny thing is he was Puerto Rican so yeah. you know there's well, no more no. don't matter <laughs> at least he was brown right goddamn Mexican <laughs> well, what was it supposed to be man if there was fucking fried plantains in your pocket he probably would have stole one but he let me keep them <laughs> That's awesome. That's old school uh, military right there. We still had a sense of humor. Uh, there was shit. no sharp complaints or no, man. no goddamn charges filed against him for racismo. I, I had a drill sergeant actually ask me where I was from originally, and I said El Paso. Uh, and he's like, I remember that. I was at Fort Bliss. He goes, I used to party at Juarez. You guys remember that place? Whatever. He started talking about the uh, the old Derby and all these other clubs. And I was like, yep, they were still there when I was a kid. So, uh, yes, drill sergeant. Anyways. Um, I digress. What else we got going on, eh? What's what you been up to? Uh, what's uh, what's this weekend been like? Well, pretty typical weekend here in the suburbs of Phoenix in my palatial three-bedroom home. Um, Very beautiful spent home, Spent the weekend the in the gym, actually, watching uh, my son play basketball. He plays club ball. He's in high school. Go McClintock Chargers, if you're listening. Uh, just watched him play all weekend, you know? Typical dad stuff. I cooked enormous amounts of meat on the grill. There were some fine ales involved. You, you know. always do, my friend. You always do. So, um, you're speaking of sports. That reminds me. And I know we're watching baseball right now, too. By the way, your favorite team, Los Doyers. Oh, yeah. And my favorite team, the other team that's playing. Uh, really? I was waiting for you, you to say that? that. No. Yeah, I was waiting for I you was to like, say what's, that. He's going to say Los I was, Chingones. I was pointing at them, the Oakland A's. Now, you know why I like the Oakland A's? I like the Oakland A's from back in the day with the Bash Brothers. You remember them? Oh, Canseco and Aguirre. Canseco and Maguire. Dave back Stewart was their, their pitcher? Before, um, yeah, before uh, Maguire was uh, all jacked up. 
and Canseco. Uh, no, he, he started then. That's, well, he started was, then, but then he got fact, way bigger. And Canseco led the way. So that's how. And then what is it? Ricky Henderson and you know all these awesome players, everything like that. So, anyways, Sammy, Sammy Sosa. No, he wasn't there. No, but he came no, out of that area. Yeah, you're right. You're he started right. roiding, and then he decided to get his skin bleached. Then Canseco turned into a little bitch and, like, fucking, you know, called everyone out and wrote a book about it and said, this is the guy that's selling us, you know, steroids, blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, sports. So we got your team, my team playing tonight, right? What else happened in sports this past week since the last podcast? I don't know about you, but I'm a huge MMA fan, particularly UFC. Um... Conor McGregor. Oh, lost I thought you were talking about sports. Shit. I didn't know you were talking about the WWE again. No, no, UFC. Well, it's turning into the WWE. I don't think it's any coincidence that it Conor happened McGregor right before lost WrestleMania. His fucking shit. Did you see that? I don't know. I mean, I saw it. He's being accused of a lot of things. Ah, <clears throat> not just accused. There's fucking video of him throwing a goddamn fucking metal. Uh, what is it? A little uh, a dolly, a dolly. hand truck, a yeah, hand truck, go. if you will, a hand truck. Yeah, through a freaking window. But yeah, here's what I think that is That goes off. beyond promoting a fight. Here's <clears throat> what I think me. is uh, really suspicious. You see the video. There's not one security guard anywhere to be found, right? Well, they said there was, and there was a guy trying to stop him. He got punched. Now he's suing him. Yeah, but well. one guy. I still haven't seen any child, uh, formal charges filed against McGregor. I know he turned himself in, supposedly. But you know what is really great? There are. There's like is 21 that charges. The, the cell phone footage from inside the bus. Mm. That wasn't cell phone. That was the UFC filming. Yeah, they just happened to have a film crew on the bus ready yeah. to go and film right at that exact moment. They always... Are you... Wait, 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 wait. Are you trying... I'm just saying... Are that, you, you know, trying to got say... Got the exact timing and angle down of when the... Uh, Hand truck impacted the glass and then showed the it's a, the apparent like fight stopping wound, but yet there was no footage of any of the other injuries. Do you know? So they said what three fights got canceled due to injury because so of this fracas. We're talking about a conspiracy now, or you are? No, I'm talking that's, about a, I'm talking about a fight promotion campaign. That's a conspiracy. If it's more than two three people, that's a conspiracy now. No, this is this is marketing. Dana White's got to be involved. McGregor is the guy that got cut. A few days later, Ronda Rousey makes her WWE debut right. at WrestleMania. Yeah, but she wasn't involved in this. No, but I mean, it all leads back to the same thing. There's this growing relationship between UFC and WWE. Here's I'm calling hey. it now: WrestleMania 2019, McGregor versus Brock Lesnar. Maybe. I can see McGregor going to that. There's money McGregor in it. McGregor be running around. There's going. more money in WWE for him and less danger. Well, think about it. The only way he can get another payday like Mayweather without Mayweather is to do something crazy like this. Because before it would have just been a regular fight. You know, he'd probably <clears throat> get paid a little bit more than he used to Maybe. because he's super famous now. He's undefeated, you know, since he's had his belt, whatever. I mean, he's only, he, he defended his only loss to Diaz or whatever you want to say, right? But, eh, with, this, really. but with this Russian dude, think about this. That guy, Khabib, Habib, whatever the He's hell his name is. He's not that good. No, Ooh, but he is a Russian Muslim, and he would be potentially fighting his arch rival, an Irish Catholic. If you don't, if you can't see the marketing on that, like, I can't. this is the super fight. I don't see it. It's like the Crusades, but in the octagon. It's not good for McGregor. He doesn't make as much money. No, and now he and, will, and, though, because he destroyed Khabib the bus. is a little dangerous. He destroyed the bus and Maybe. did everything else. Maybe. But, I mean, and then, you know, you hear the other story, too. On a basic level, they just try to say McGregor got in an airplane from Ireland yeah. because Khabib or Habib's crew roughed, roughed up, up one of his buddy. boys. Yeah. So he's sitting around in Ireland going, <laughs> going, what the fuck? What the fuck? Get in the fucking plane. It's and then fuck. they just fucking take off. And 
When you got a hundred mil, man. Yeah. You so, know. Well, they said he was already coming anyways. You see, I don't buy it, man. It'd be like you sitting around in the barrio, Mario from the barrio, and be like, "Hey, man, I heard they just jumped your primo. Let's go." So you know what? I have a, a pretty nice little um, area uh, where there's a lot of like clubs and bars, literally within walking distance from my house. For those of you keeping score at home, that's downtown Gilbert, Arizona. Yeah, let's not home let's, of Whiskey let's Row. Not, let's not give them all which the refuse details. to sponsor us for some reason. Yeah, Whiskey Row. But anyways, there's a ton of great little bars and areas now. They're opening up and everything else. Guess who doesn't fucking go? to those things like because i'm lazy i'm like hey you know what i could literally walk over there me and my girl could walk over there uh have a drink and not even fucking worry about parking or anything else and literally go and hang out for half an hour why would you only stay for half hour or not whatever i'm just saying we have that choice shut and I that still bitch down choose not to so what i'm trying to say is yeah if i was in ireland fuck no i'm not coming over for my homeboy he can protect himself he's a fighter right Plus, he just got him fucking screwed because then now he's kicked off the card, too. So his homeboy, who doesn't have as much money as him, now is not fighting. Anyways, my point is, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Maybe it's a conspiracy. Maybe there's some promotion shit going on. I don't know. You know what? Maybe you you're right. You guys tell us. I mean, you Go see that. Go back to Fallen 360. You see that in a lot of other write sports. It on there. Right? Ray Lewis is a good example. Almost lost everything because he tried no, no, to no. stay loyal to his homeboys, right? But Ray Lewis really fucking killed a dude. Yeah, I mean it. But that's why. Because he had that hood mentality. Yeah. Don't believe all the found Jesus bullshit you hear now. No, no, no. Because no, Conor no. McGregor is just the latest guy in a long line of people who couldn't say no to the hood. You know? Maybe he's a, he's a new Michael Vick, only instead of fighting dogs, he was fighting people. Can I tell you I hate Ray Lewis? Yeah, you can I tell me that. fake as fuck. He, yeah, I agree, hundred oh, percent. And he's in the he news did. now talking about Odell Beckham. He says I, I consider him like a son to me, and he do, he's having trouble because he don't have Jesus in his life. Oh no! Yeah, no, well, no. where was Ray, Jesus when you were trying to cover up murder? Murder at the club, man. No, no, I, I in a I, fur I, coat. No, I when they won that Super Bowl, man. Uh, that was fucking death to me. Well, they won two of them, unfortunately. Death to me. Well, that last one, that last one specifically. So. Running his mouth what about Jesus. Beat? Does it matter? They beat the Niners, right? Oh, yeah. They beat, they beat Cap. You know who my team is? It was Brother and Brothers. Oh, don't tell me you're a Niner fan. Yeah, I am. Hold on. You're a Raider fan, right? I am a Raider. Look, the sign right there says Raider Parking. So, what do you think about them going over to freaking Vegas? I'm all right with it. You know I'm what? Good. I Oakland, love it. The city of Oakland don't want to take care of them. You got to move. I don't really care about the Raiders, but I, I actually kind if of If any like team is going to be Vegas. good in Vegas, it's going to be Oakland. Yeah, I think they're the perfect fit in Vegas. And I can tell you right now, if they didn't have a good quarterback, I know my Raiders, they had already signed Kaepernick. If they didn't have a good quarterback right now on their roster, franchise quarterback. They would have signed Kaepernick? Oh, in a heartbeat. They love that outlaw image, you know? They're controversial. So, here's the thing. A lot of our audience members are veterans, and a lot of them don't like Kaepernick. And that's fine. That's their, what their choice. What do you have to say about that? I say like who you like. It's a free country. If you support them, <laughs> support them. If you don't, you don't. Because also as veterans, we all fought for that right. I'm just trying to start up some shit. I know shit. what you're trying to do. You, know, I, don't, you ain't fooling nobody. Listen, you know what we didn't do? What did we not do? Talk about our fucking sponsors. Oh, snap. Our sponsors. <laughs> so, things have changed a little bit this week in the sponsorship world. I'm excited about a lot of the shit that's going on. That's why. And yeah. if you haven't noticed, today's a fun fucking episode. And if you're not having fun, well, have fun. <laughs> get a drink or Fuck two you. and catch up with us. <laughs> and you'll be having fun. So, sponsors, of course, we've got Mechanical LLC. And like I said last episode, 
we're here to consult with all types of projects, aviation, security, logistics, whatever you need, right? And yes, we're still sitting here waiting for the phone to ring. Hint, hint. Um, of course, Sushi Sonora continues to hold it down. If you have not been there yet, if you're in the, if you've got a layover in Phoenix, okay, it is less than three miles from the airport. If you've got a couple hour layover, you can hit it, boom, get it, get back to the airport in time, and believe me, you will thank me. They continue to break just all types of traditions. And you know what? If you go there on Tuesday night after 9 p.m., they usually have mariachis. Don't know what they're doing there. I don't even think they've been hired, but they hang out and they play. No, mariachis. Mariachis. But they're a sushi place, so it's yes. like both. Like Yeah, but the Japanese don't do that. So you, like, you're, you're like racist right now. Can you hear that? You're like your stereotypes are wrong. That's Chinese, dude. So who's who does anyway? Sushi? If you are a Chinese or Japanese and you're offended, please feel to write into the show and address all your comments <laughs> to Mario Aguirre. That is Fallen Three Sixty, and our email is Fallen Three Sixty at Gmail dot com. So write us in. Let me know. Is Mario racist? I believe he is. <laughs> so our other sponsor, Year Round Patriot. Once hey, again, uh, yes. New development with them. I saw yes. that. Tell us about that. So Year Round Patriot. Uh, if you have a man cave. Or you just want to decorate your house in a very patriotic uh, way. We do wooden plaques. And uh, we are now on Etsy. So if you are hip, young, and cool, you know what Etsy is. Go look us up on Etsy. We have a store on Etsy now. So get your plaques there, your wooden plaques, and any other type of Americana-style artwork. Um, Or you can also go on Facebook and find us at Year Round Patriot. Like I've always said, I don't have a website because I don't want to work that hard. So that's year-round patron. Let me, uh, before I forget, let me give a shout-out to the uh, You Might Be a Veteran If page, guys. I talked to Daniel uh, Maloney. He's a great guy, my buddy. Uh, I am also one of the, um, uh, what do you call those people? Uh, Admin. Admins, whatever, on that page. He runs the band hammer. The band, no, that's not me. That's other dudes. But um, I usually let everything else fly. But anyways... Um, great group of guys there. Daniel's an awesome dude. He started that page. He's done a lot of great stuff for the community as well. He's got over 100,000 followers on the main page. So you might be a veteran if page. If you have not gone to check them out, check them out today. Uh, everything that they post on there is original. Um, they don't post anything from other pages or anything that is uh, that you see on every single other page. It's all original content. Um, like I said, great guys. They also do a lot of great stuff for the community. They raise and they, um, money and they always give to some charity every single year. This summer, they are doing the third uh, Veterans Night Out. And we are actually going to be doing a live podcast from that event. So... Stay tuned to hear where that event's going to be held at so wait, and come out wait, wait, and visit whoa, 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 whoa. You didn't know that? I'm you gonna, mean that you. they're going to let us do it live with no filters, no edits, yeah. no yeah. no safety net, so to speak? Yeah, the last two years have been amazing. Wow. They've been fun. The first one, wow. I believe, was tied to the release of Range 15. Uh, but then last year, I believe, was at the uh, monastery or something in Mesa. I don't know where oh, that's it's going to be. That's a great place. Great yeah, place. Great awesome place. Venue. I hope they have it there again. One, because it's close to me. Two, because it's a great venue. Uh, but it's, uh, right we'll there see. By, by Falcon Airfield. A lot of good World War II aircraft out there. Huge, yeah. huge veteran influence out there. So we'll see where they have it. Either way, 
We're going to be part of it one way or another. Uh, we're going to broadcast from there. So that one's going to be a fun event. Once again, follow the uh, You Might Be a Veteran If page on Facebook and Daniel Maloney as well. Great shout out to him. He's also um, a medic, uh, EMT, firefighter, all kinds of shit. He's going to Haiti, if you didn't know that, uh, doing a lot of great things for the people of Haiti, uh, bringing them food and medical uh, attention, things like that. I think he's like on his second trip and he's going to be going on another trip uh, later on in the year. Once that happens, he's always raising money for that. We'll let you guys know so you can help him out. So, anyways, yeah, Daniel's a great American. He's a good example of a veteran getting out, or a military member getting out of the military and then continuing to serve their community in some way, shape, or form. So, if you're interested in doing any of that, just keep an eye on our page. We'll have it up on all platforms: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you know whatever else. We're not on Snapchat yet. Um, probably never will be, to be honest with you. Unless, I don't know, man. I think the kids are there, so we might have to go and uh, research some of that. So we'll see. Tell us about Snapchat if you know about it. Tell us. I, so I got to be honest. I other than you know sending a dick pic, what's it for? Uh, I mean, what? what? The, why do you need to send things? I mean, if I'm wrong, someone school me. But as soon as I saw my 15 year old kid with Snapchat, I was like, okay, he's into chicks. I have to have that. We had to have that talk. That was a recent event. Yeah. Not to get too personal. That's what happens. Yeah. You know. Alrighty then. <laughs> Alrighty, huh? <laughs> righty then. So. A lot of great stuff going on, man. Like I said, today, if it's a little different than normal, we just wanted to have fun today. The last two episodes, we talked a lot about uh, um, the business environment for veterans. We talked about uh, how to be, um, you know, find employment. What else did we talk about? We talked uh, about entrepreneurship. We talked about marketing yourself. Elevator speech and things like that. Um, So we thought, okay, we're going to bring it back. We're going to have some fun this time. We'll still give you some information. Uh, oh, we got can, a great sergeant's time for you. You're still going to learn today. You're still going to learn. Um, the other piece, too, I wanted to mention is um, when it comes to that entrepreneurship thing, um, we noticed, or even just the, the, the business and the, you know finding employment and all those kind of things, we noticed a lot of pages out there, a lot of <laughs> other folks. <laughs> Starting to talk about the same subject we've been talking about the last few weeks. You know, is that a coincidence? You know, maybe it is. I'm, I'm hoping it is. Because didn't you, didn't you hear something on actual radio? Because I, I've seen different Facebook pages and different Instagram pages miraculously start covering the exact topics we were talking about, which is great. That means my message is getting out there, right? But it was funny because the local sports station here the other day was talking about whether or not they'd have a rather have a Masters championship. Or a WWE belt, and the announce the radio caster said, "Well, clearly, I'd rather have a WWE belt." And then went into the story about how, you know, Toys R Us is closing. It's a sad day for America. And then he started talking about the the the, the founder of it. And you know, honestly, I thought maybe he had reached out to Mario. And you had to bring that up because he was just telling Mario's story about walking up down the aisles looking for toys and so, just kind of window shopping. In and case like you that. did not hear. Hey, and uh, breaking news, what? Matt Kemp just went yard, and the Dodgers are now winning 3-0. to zero. Fuck that. <laughs> Who's that bearded guy? That's Matt Kemp. He's your daddy. That's your daddy right oh, now. Oh, it is. Puppy. <laughs> hey, who's that Oakland, uh, I mean, the um, yeah, the Oakland A's guy that has my hair? 
Oh, I don't know his name, but yeah, you should probably. I'm gonna look him up. You know what? Put that on the picture. Hey, just like you put me on blast last week, put that up on the <laughs> website. Wait, what did I do to you? With me and Mr. Ruffalo. By the way, not enough. <laughs> oh hey, yeah, not enough. Guys, yeah. yeah, you guys failed at that. So let's talk about. I'm that. still getting a tattoo. We did not get 500 people say yes. Most people, I will say this. Most people said yes. I, in fact, I don't think anybody said no. Most everyone that I saw no, they posted all, yes no, that you do look like no, Mark they, Ruffalo. Or they all said the no, but what they said was no. They said yes. They said yes to Babe you Ruth look like him. because people said I look like Babe Ruth. Of course you do, but that wasn't the question. No, they so said yes to the because other guy. of the poll results. I will be getting a Babe Ruth tattoo now. So you're gonna get a, a picture of Babe Ruth turning into the Hulk. I didn't think of that, but that might be an option. <laughs> I was just thinking. So if you have not heard episode uh, four, whatever that was, go back and listen to episode four. That's where we talk about what Abe was going to do with the whole tattoo and Mark Ruffalo and the Hulk and Babe Ruth, whatever. Or go to Fallen 360. Check out what the hell we're talking about. The other piece, too, is if you did not hear, what is it, the first two or second and third episode, whatever that was. Well, they're all up now. Where we talked about Toys R Us. So going back to that, if you don't know what we're talking about. I was very disappointed in two and three. Two and three. Go back and listen to two and three. I might as well go listen to all of them while you're up there. But anyways, go listen to those. And we talk about how Toys R Us was closing down, and I was very, very bummed out. Uh, There's the third thing we didn't talk about. So first we said um, Toys R Us was closing down. All the stores were shutting down. Then their original founder died, right? Then about a week ago or two weeks ago, I don't know if you know this, but the website went down. Yes, it closed. We didn't mention that. So Shut it's, it down. It's down. It is completely down. So thank you once again for reminding me of that. I'm going to be sad now, and I'm going to finish my drink. So take and it. And while he's care. drowning in sorrow, I just want to bring up one thing real quick. So for those of you that are listening to our show, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And I know that uh, we're up on uh, iTunes, and then we're also on Anchor. So I wanted to let you know, for the people out there, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, if, you, um, if you're listening to off of Anchor and you hear <clears throat> applause, that is not us, okay? We did not put in studio applause so that we could, you know, kiss <laughs> our own ass. There's a, there's a function on that Anchor app we haven't figured out yet that people can put applause. They can yeah, they like, like it, what they we're saying. They, they but it. But for some reason, it sticks around. So just want to let you know we're not blowing our own our own horns. <laughs> we're not, we don't have studio sound effects to put applause into our episodes, okay? So just keep that in mind. It's, a, it's an ongoing technical issue. We'll figure it out. As a matter of fact, if any of you know how to fix it, message us and let us know but if you do listen on the podcast for itunes you won't hear any of that background noise itunes and then there's um, a few other ones that it sends it out to but anchor is what we're working off of and i'll tell you this because i'm going to post it and i'll always share the link from anchor because anchor is an awesome uh app and platform where you can launch your own podcast so i encourage you guys to go to anchor download the app Start your own podcast, start just talking, record shit. It doesn't have to go live, right? But the main thing is make sure you go and find us, Fallen360 Podcast, and then like us, right? Uh, But honestly, um, it's that simple, right? I mean, if you want to get more involved and start doing more shit and getting, you know, uh, technical, you can go as far as we have and buy the microphones and the freaking nice equipment and shit like that. But even us, we're working with like the lowest of the lowest budget yeah we're well below five hundred dollars we do not um have the best equipment so but nonetheless you know 
It works. It um, is working. And you know what? We've got guys from Alaska. Thank you. We've got people from the Florida? L.A. area that are reaching out Florida? to us. Louisiana, Florida. So if you guys are liking the show, please share it. We appreciate um, all the feedback that you have been giving us. It's been very helpful on how to direct the show and what type of topics that you want to hear about. And um, like we said earlier today, it was kind of just a fun episode. We're just catching up with everybody, letting everybody know how things are going. Yeah, and we've been busy at our actual job and work and stuff. So, you know, we're just trying to chill and relax here. Next week is going to be interesting. In case you haven't thought about it, uh, next week we're super busy. We have a real big event for veterans. I would call this event the Oscars of the veteran world here in Arizona. Yes, right? it, it is. Stay and up on our Facebook pages to find out more exactly about what we are talking about. We are, will be discussing all different types of veteran issues at this symposium. Mario and I are actually presenting several topics. But the symposium itself is designed to create awareness for not only issues in the military veteran community, but also to the solutions and resources that are out there. We have guests that are recognized nationally as experts in different things, local people, we have service members, and we have spouses, and we cover everything from financial issues to substance abuse to military transition. It's a great time, and if you're in the Phoenix area, hit us up. We'd love to have you out. Main point is that we're going to be super busy. We have been super busy. Um, so... Um, the next show will be interesting as well, but I think we're going to make it another fun show. And then we're going to get right back into um, talking about the important issues and things like that. So, well, the next show will be different because this is be our first uh, female veteran guest we'll be on. We're actually going right. to record it on a Saturday a that's little bit right. ahead of time, get it out to you folks a little earlier this week. Um, but not only is she a female veteran, but she is also an entrepreneur and she is also very active in the veteran community and has a lot of different talents at her disposal and a lot of good things to offer our community so tune in next week and uh we'll all introduce you to she like a social media guru or something maybe she can explain snapchat to us you know what she would be the one to finally explain to me why i need a secret photo app because it's more than that now i think so but see the dad in me can't get past the dick pic thing so every time i hear snapchat i like think my kid's up to no good yeah you keep saying that well, he's 15. If I had a snap at 15, you know what kind of damage I could be doing? I would have done. <laughs> I probably would have been a dad at 16. You know, <laughs> that's no, why, no, that's so skeptical. Actually, no, because if they would have seen that dick pic, they would have never gotten. With oh, you. <laughs> there he goes. Anyway, hey, uh, listen. So, so it's great. It's an we, awesome. Can we do week. something productive today? Let's do something productive, man. I think it's about that time. You want to do Sergeant's Time now? Yeah, you know what? I got a lot of good info. So, again, thanks for putting up with the first part of the show. And as always, we promise to bring you something that will be beneficial and will help you out. So, hit the music and let's get into this thing. Looks like we got ourselves a genius here. What are you, some kind of rocket surgeon? Tasks, conditions, and standards. Your other left. We're going to go over FM 6-22. Hey, high speed. You're going to learn today. Sergeant's Time. So, check it out. We've been covering a lot of topics in the show. We've talked about uh, looking for a job. We've talked about not being that guy, representing yourself well. We've even covered a 30-second to one-minute long elevator pitch telling you how to sell yourself, sell a job, sell a product, something, right? Right there on the spot. Being ready to go, right? Sell yourself before you wreck yourself. Exactly. We've even talked about our friend, the F-word. 
which we all know and love. Most efficient, think most, most efficient word in the English language. Most people like that one. Yeah, and it was good. And that you know what? It was a fun one. We, uh, we taught you how to use it, give you a little history behind it. And so what we're going to do today in that keeping with that same spirit is we're going to bring Sergeant McCannibal back on the show. And we're going to cover a very important topic. What is that? Um, we're actually talking about happy hour. Mm-hmm. That's happy right. Hour. You have followed all of our advice and you have used resources and you've come up with the greatest self-sales pitch ever. And you've got the job. And guess what? You realized you were that guy. You've corrected that and you've been doing good and your 90-day review is coming up. And guess what? What? Your supervisor comes over and tells you, hey there, Joe. You know, a few of us are going to go get drinks tomorrow night. Uh-oh. Maybe you should come out. It'll be, it'll be fun, you know. We're just, no, no, no. We're going to go a little, you know, flaming Moe's around the corner there. Yes, yes, Just yes. kind of unwind and, you know, look back on the week that was. So it begs the question. we got to make a decision now. Do what do we, you do? Do we go? Yeah. Well, I think we should go because, you know me, I'm always down for a drink, right? But. But. According to Forbes magazine, there is a good reason you should go. Okay. So according to Ford, Forbes mag- magazine, and I don't know why that is so hard for me to say those two words in a row. Forbes magazine. Yeah, so they did a, a study on drinking and the effects it has on your overall success in the business world. So let me just read you a few excerpts from this article. And again, I've posted this article on uh, three, Fallen 360, so check it out. But just to take a few clips out of here, right? So the data shows that average income rises with alcohol consumption up to a point, right? So just a little bit, you know, not binge drinking, right? And then it kind of levels off and moves south if you get into heavy drinking. So for maximum income, it peaks at 2.6 drinks per day for men and 1.5 for women. Wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? So 2.6 drinks. I'm thinking two beers and a shot per day. If you drink 2.6 drinks or whatever, yeah, two It will lead to, to peak income. Why? On your own? It doesn't say. just says that many drinks. And then for women, it's 1.5. Okay? Because but, they can't but, hang. But listen, Ooh, though. But listen. Change my mind. If you get a little out of hand, your income immediately starts to dip. And there's no correlation between the amount of drinking based on your economic status. So... Poor people, just for lack of a better term, low-income folks, are not more likely to drink than high-income. As a matter of fact, high-income people are more likely to drink at all than low-income. And then conversely, blacks and Latinos are less likely to drink than their Caucasian counterparts. Really? However, really, however, however, the studies show that those that do drink heavily in the lower-income levels tend to do so more than their Caucasian counterparts who drink more in low income. So if basically if you're poor and you're a minority and you're a binge drinker, which you're less likely to be a binge drinker, but if you are, you tend to binge drink more than your Caucasian power. And you're uh, not as successful, obviously. Uh, no. We're 2.6 per day. This like is interesting. Say, moderation this is, interesting. is the key, right? <clears throat> so there's been several studies that say that, you know, drinking and income are positively related, right? And then there's a lot of things that... Um, you know, intangible things. But one of the studies that they talk about in the same article is that drinkers are not only richer than the people who don't drink, but they tend to be happier. I, I could see that, right? I could see that. I mean, I'm usually happier after a couple than I no, am. So there's, so there's mean drunks out there, but... Right, but would you say, Mario, you're more chipper over a cup of coffee or a margarita? I love margaritas. Exactly. So, you, you know... heard the intro. 
I need my caffeine in the morning to get going, whatever. But I can tell you, you know, I'm much easier to get along after two margaritas than I am after two cups of coffee. But I drink my 40s and I still am not successful. What are you trying to say? Well, you drink too much. But here's another, here's another interesting fact that I got from the <laughs> Forbes article, right? It says, given the income and happiness gaps, it is no surprise to learn that those who, quote unquote, imbibe reasonably, again, 2.6, 1.5, moderation, right? Right. Tend to be America's best givers. So wait, in 2000... Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean by givers? They're down for charity, bro. So in 2008, oh, okay. not just with like the, the the you know givers, as in like to their their in in the relationship givers, as in like you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean in a relationship. But once again, giver. you have grinded my segment to a complete halt. Maybe, maybe that makes them. So better are you saying they're like together. giving lovers? Okay, well, we're not talking about giving lovers. This article is strictly about finance. Maybe. So 89% of people who drink two drinks per day or less reported giving charitably. If if I drink... I'll tell you right now, that makes sense. How many times do you have a couple pops and then all of a sudden you see something on Amazon and you want to buy something, right? That's not charity, though. No, but my point is you're more more loose with your cash. You want to spend a little, right? I'm more loose with my tongue as well. And you know know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I would honor, I would also argue to say that if, if Amazon had a charity button after, after I've had a couple pops, they might get a donation or two. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I've yes. So there's there's a lot of evidence to point that um, due to different factors, and I'm not going to get into all of them. But I just thought that it was uh, it was pretty interesting, right? But here's here's the, what I want to talk about as far as the Forbes article, and then I'm going to move on to what I'm here to talk to everybody about okay. today, right? So check this out. Here's the facts: moderate drinkers are richer than, they're calling them teetotalers. Teetotalers? I don't know what that word means. If you do, write in the show, let me know. I'm assuming it's people who don't drink. In 2001, the University of Michigan panel study of income dynamics, well, there's a mouthful, found that light drinkers, one to two drinks a day, had a mean income of 49,000 a year. How many drinks a day? One to two a day. They made 49K a year, right? Okay. So don't get me wrong. Like you're not necessarily getting rich off that, but that's no, pretty decent. That's good. But when you compare it to the people who didn't drink, only made 36000 per year. So I don't know about Wait, you, but... Well, which one is it? This is study, it the horse or the carriage? The, Are they drinking because they have more money and they can afford it? Well, we're going to get into that in a little bit. Okay. Hold on. So what I'm saying is it pays you an extra $13,000 a year to drink. Does it? So what they're trying to figure out, right... If two adults were identical respect to education, age, family status, race, and religion, except the first one had two drinks each night and after work and the other one did not, the drinker would tend to enjoy a drinker's bonus of about a 10% higher income. And it says that, you know, not only are you have, we were talked about being happier or whatever, but the health, there are health benefits that are well documented. Research suggests that having one drink per day lowers the risk of heart disease by 40%. Even further, although the connection has not been definitively established, some research has shown that moderate drinking may protect against type 2 diabetes. And this article was written by Tito's Vodka. It does, no, actually, it's <laughs> Lynch, it says it's from somebody named J. Daniels, Lynchburg, Tennessee. <laughs> yes, so I'm, this is a complex yes, issue, right? Yes, so yes. This, is a, this is a complex issue. And, and listen, uh, you guys, check it out for yourself. Where'd you find this? Um, I found it in Forbes, and I did put it up. It's already up okay, on the, it's on on there, the main so page. Go check so. it out yourselves, man, because I'm kind of... 
I'm skeptical. Not gonna lie. But you know, there's a lot. What I'm trying to say is, it's a complex issue. It's a lot of missing information, I think. But. You know, and there's a there's probably a, a million different factors that go into it. Yes. I would, uh, if I had to take a guess, I would say that the the alcohol. You know, obviously the physical effects, one or two a day, it lowers your blood pressure. It's good for you, right? Maybe. But I would say the emotional and mental part would probably be reducing stress, right? Maybe. I mean, a lot of people do turn to alcohol to reduce stress. And um, I would say that I personally do that, you know, some from time to time. Um, it can, depending on your tolerance and your and the way you practice, it's right. probably not the best thing for you. I get stressed driving. I'll take a shot while I'm driving. And um, that is exactly, drink and what drive a lot. exactly what we're talking about not doing. Oh, so don't do so that. So, again, if you are a law enforcement official, okay. his name is Mario Aguirre. No. And no. Mes- message me for his, no. uh, for his no. address. And, uh, no, it's not. Help, he's not. He's not. Help me keep him off the streets. So, so go back to. Okay. So, anyways, tell me. So, how alcohol. does this help you with work? So, that's a great question. So, what, what like we said, right? We, we've been doing well. All of a sudden, the supervisor's like, "Hey, Joe, why don't you come out with a crew for the weekend? We're gonna hit. We're gonna hit uh, locally. If you if you're from Phoenix, then we're going to Macaios for happy hour. Yes. For uh, many Chim- years, Changa. Macaios was the downtown Friday night happy the hour standard. I used, I used to work there. Did I ever tell you that? Well, that's another episode. I've worked that Friday night as a bartender. I uh, yes. Sir. Anybody here that worked in Macaios there before? Uh, let me know. I'd like to hear back from you guys. It's been a long time. But anyway, so you're at happy hour. Now, remember, we don't have happy hour in the military. We have close of business Friday, stop drinking sometime Sunday around 2 to 3 a.m. and hope to puke and get the evil out before PT, right? So for all of you hard chargers out there, all you 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 wild men, you wild ladies, you killers, you drinking machines, you know. For those of you that have uh, renamed the Army motto, Army of One, to, you know, Army Strong, to Army Drunk, right? This is for you. So pay attention and listen because according to this article and other, and other research studies, actually socializing with your coworkers, having a drink or two can actually help you get promoted quicker, help you feel like you're a better part of the team, and lead to future success, right? Now, before I get into this, I just want to say I by no means am telling you that the key to success is getting hammered on Friday at happy hour with your crew. Okay, so throw that out. Don't get hammered. Got it. So here's our rules, right? Here's some general outline rules. I got about 13, 14 rules. I'm going to lay down for you. Get out your notebooks. If you still got those green smart books, now's the time to take notes, right? First one, buy a round. Okay, always buy a round. Makes you look like you're, you know, contributing to the group. You're part of the team. But here's the secret with that. Buy the first round. Because once you buy one, you're done. And then you set the tone like, hey, I'm buying a round. You buy a round. And everybody feels like, oh, I got to buy a round, right? And if you're with six, seven people, then guess what? You're not buying any more drinks the rest of the night. And you you could be nice and sloshed off one round. If you're with the right people. Yes. If you're with the right people. Exactly. And here's the thing. Before you buy that round, before you hit happy hour, get something to eat. Okay, don't show up on an empty stomach. Eight hours of hard work, and then you're going to go pound booze at the bar. That could be disastrous, especially for the ladies out there, especially for you lighter gentlemen that don't handle your liquor very well. Get some potato skins. Do something, man. Hit that taco truck. Stay hydrated. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. Drink water. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Rule number three. Do not order shots. Okay. Not only does it send the wrong message to the group. It also, you're going to get fucked up no, because like if this. you start the shot train, the shot, the shot train gets out of control. Next thing you know, you're all in HR Monday morning. 
Do not order shots. Nothing good will come from shots. Wait, wait. Nothing good will come from shots. Nothing good at work will come uh, from shots. Again, we're not in the barracks, okay? I don't know. We're not in the barracks. We're not on post. We're not at the NCO club. We're not, you know, wherever the hell you want to be. We're not downrange. If you, those of you from Fort Stewart, we're not on River Street, okay? <laughs> if those of you stayed in Korea, okay, we're not down in the bill. All right, so just pump your brakes. You know right. that, uh, what is it, Harker Heights? Yes. So all our there port, you go. Port Hood buddies, the uh, Harker go. Heights, or what's the other? Uh, you know the spots, right? <laughs> all right, so the next step I got for you, right? Do not order a drink stronger than vodka and soda, okay? So that's a pretty reasonable, normally running about 15% alcohol, right? The the soda waters down the alcohol, but you get you get a drink, you know? It's refreshing. It's light. You know, you want to avoid ordering anything just stronger than that because again you're not there to get fucked up right you're, you're there, there to, to, to interact to uh engage in some rather light and casual communication with the rest of your co-workers and if you do it right you might get engaged no 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 that's not the issue oh, that's no wrong again Sorry. we're not My down bad. in the ville okay we're not a, bad. we're not a true players dude right we're at mikhail's happy hour for the sales team if you will right okay so number five know your limits Okay, if you were in the military, you already know your limits. Okay, and you've passed them. We are not trying to reach our limits. You know that you're good for a half a fifth and a 30 pack. Okay, we don't need to get that far down this road. All right, but you should know ahead of time where you're at. Now, here's the other thing when it comes to limits don't take Janice from accounting or Billy over there in HR and try to push his limits. Okay, <laughs> this is not the point where we go, hey, motherfucker, one time when I was in the Army, we did the 100 Club, we did 100 uh, shots of beer, one shot of beer for every minute for 100 minutes, and we took the whiskey. Come on, pussy. Like, no. Yeah, but Billy no. is a pussy. He, he is, and you know what, it's okay, because Billy's... And Janice is hot. Yeah, but guess what? You getting her hammered and getting her alcohol poisoning is not going to happen. It's Just not going to help time. you. Just one time. No, not even one time. Just the tip. That is a fuck. See, here we go, Weinstein. No, I'm again. saying just a tip. No, again, here we go. Here we go. Just go ahead. If hey. you're taking notes at home, this I'm, is four episodes in a row where <laughs> Mario has crossed the line and we had Listen, to drop a Weinstein reference. I'm going to do a new hashtag. Instead of hashtag me too, I'm going to be like hashtag you too. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, yeah. I'm okay. going to hashtag you. Yeah. Hey, your no. turn. Tag, you're it. Yeah, no. See, this is Hashtag how this is how you are. So, uh, obviously, you're proving my point at the moment. Okay. Remember, so, you're drinking with civilians. Okay. All right. These aren't trained killers. Okay. These guys are in sales, or they may be in marketing, yeah. or maybe even in operations. Right. They are not door kickers and okay. running down the road and you know fighting terrorism. So, don't push them either. Okay. Now, number six is very important. Number six is kind of twofold. It, it, it's don't gossip. All right. This is not the time to have a couple of drinks and then go tell everybody about the porn you found on Mario's computer. Yeah, earlier, that's a little right? bitch move. Don't talk yeah, about that. That's not what this is for. But conversely, also, fuck you up. This is not where you get drunk and then you start telling everybody that every time you say hi to Janice, she flirts with you. She's not flirting with you, you dumbass. You're stupid, and she realizes it, so she's just giving you a little extra help because she's professional. All right. Maybe. Yeah, just if a woman looks at you and helps you and doesn't call you a piece of shit, that's not flirting. That's mm. just her being professional, right? So don't get a couple beers in it and go, hey, man, I think I think Janice got it for me. Well, why do you say that? Well, Agree to disagree. Well, she uh, Not only did she correlate that, uh, that form for me, but you know what she even did, man? She even showed me how to work the printer. Yeah, she doesn't want you, dude. 
She doesn't want you. She you got forgot nothing. to turn in their paperwork. So exactly. If she, if she doesn't say that to you, she's not flirting? No, she oh. doesn't want anything to do with you, okay? So just remember, no gossip. Don't be talking shit about your coworkers. And listen to me. Nobody wants to fuck you, so calm down. Uh, I don't know about that. No, they don't. All right, Maybe. so here's our next one. Number seven. We'll see. Do not order shots. You okay. said that already. I know, and I'm saying it again because we've had a couple now. We've been hanging out a little while. Do not order shots. As soon as that inclination comes by, we're like, we're all going to hit some JMO right now, some Jaeger bombs. Back off, player. Back off. No shots. Remember, this is work. I'm sad. And then speaking of work, um, number eight, don't talk about work. All right, this yeah, is your. I'll op- say that. Oh, that's good. That's this is your one. opportunity to get, to get to know your coworkers, what their lives are like. You know, see how they tick, how they think. Maybe learn some things about them that you wouldn't normally ask in a, in a normal work setting. So then that way, when you have an interaction later on in the week or whatever, you kind of know where they're coming from. Like breast size, what kind of underwear they wear. Again, like Janice. Janice does not want anything thong. to do with you. So settle the fuck down, right? Janice, does Janice wear the little thong with the laces around it? Jesus, dude. Like, that's what you would ask, right? No, no. We're done with that. Moving on. Okay? Move on. I would ask. So, number nine. Here, this, this, next, this next tip is about class. You got to show a little class, okay? Oh, yeah. So, just because you're at a company, fun, let's say you're at a company happy hour, right? And your supervisor is buying the drinks. All right. Just because he's buying and may or may not have company money... Doesn't mean all of a sudden you're going to order a $100 shot of Pappy Van Winkle just because the company's paying. You know what? Figure out where your income level is. And if you want to splurge a little, just go one level up. So instead of buying well vodka, maybe you order a Grey Goose and soda. But don't be that a-hole that clearly shows you have no class. Act like you've been there before. You know, you don't have to go, oh, snap, daddy's paying. Get me that filet. You know, we're not doing that shit. We're not doing that shit. Okay. And that brings us to step 11. That makes me laugh. Do not order shots. Okay, I'm going to keep wait, reminding wait, what? you. No shots. There are no shots. Uh, all right? There will be no Irish car bombs. There will be no... What about a redheaded slut? No. No That's redheaded sluts. No surfer on acids. No straight Jaegers. No Jameson. No Red Bull. You know, no Red Bull and Jaeger bombs. We're not doing that. All no, right? I'm, I'm literally asking what about no, redheaded sluts. Like? Yeah, no. No three wise men. We're not doing any of that. No screaming Nazis. Just forget it. Remember, vodka and soda. Boring. Get a Manhattan. All right? If you want something stiff, get a Manhattan or a martini. You're depressing me. I'm trying to keep you from losing your job okay. Monday. Okay. Well, I guess. Okay. So, that brings us to the next one. If 12. you guys are into that sort of thing, keeping your Number job Number 12. Shit, go ahead and listen. Don't stay longer than three hours. Okay? Don't be the guy that showed up for happy hour at 5 o'clock and left when the bar closed. Because even if your co-workers left... You're still going to be that guy that they all know. Man, well, Joe stayed till 1 a.m. That Don't be that guy. Be there for two hours, three hours at the most. Thank everybody, you know, and then go home. All unless. Right. Unless. No, no unless. Go um, home. Like, unless. you're done. It's it's happy hour at work. It's not yeah. a guy's night out with the crew. I'm, that's, I'm not happy until I'm happy. Well, here's what you do. You hang out with the work crew for an hour, two hours, whatever, right? Yeah. And then you text your boys and say, meet me at a different location. Okay. And then you go do whatever you want to do. But you're with your people from work. You got to maintain. You got to maintain. All right. Okay. And so one, thing, this round one thing I want to say that I haven't touched on, right? Happy hour with the coworkers 
It's not War Story Hour. Mm. Okay, so. You're speaking to the veterans. Yes, directly. for all my combat vets out there. They're going to mess with you. They're going to ask you, what was the shit like, bro? Did you ever see any shit? Uh, did you kill people? You know what? You just politely say, hey, man, that's, that's not a good question. You know what? Let's not talk about that. Try to avoid all of that. No. You that's know, when because. You say, Fuck yeah. No. Remember, we're being professional. Now, people push, they push buttons. You got to learn, you got to learn to deal with it. You got to learn to deal with it and just realize that, you know what? That shit's offline. You don't talk about that at, at work. You don't talk about it at happy hour. And if you, there's people at work, that's what they want to talk to you about when you're out on happy hour, then guess what? Don't hang out with them. Just politely decline, right? So, let me get this straight. Overall, you are going out with the mindset of that this is going to advance or help your career in some way. So if you go out with that mindset from the fucking beginning, mm -hmm. then keep all this stuff in mind, all the 13 rules that Abe just threw well, out. Well, I've got one more rule. Okay, 14 rules then. And that's how you survive this. So this is not a going out with your boys, hanging out, drinking, whatever. There is a purpose to this. Is that what you're saying? There absolutely is a purpose. Okay. So think of it as an opportunity to get to know the people you work with, your supervisor a little bit, kind of see what he values in a, in a very casual keep setting. You saying he as if the supervisor always, is always a male. Is that how you feel? No, I don't. If your supervisor is a female and she invites you out, you want to be careful, just like you would if he was a male, is and you want to you want to follow these same rules. Is it okay? Janice? No, Janice is from accounting. She's oh, not your she's supervisor. Not yes. she's just part of the team. So right? it's game on. No, it's not oh. game on. You know there are rules in the military against fraternizing. You want to follow the same rules. <sighs> you want to make sure that you are judged strictly on your professional behavior, not what goes on in your personal life. So now I'm going to tell you one last rule, right? And it's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind, and you're going to be like, but Abe, but Abe, you said, right? So here's the last one. Do not turn down a shot. Wait a minute. I know. I wait know, a I know. minute. You, no, wait. Yeah? I'm Okay, so I've never done this before. I'm going to put my headphones down, and I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm, I don't know what to do. I, I, I want to go. You know what? It's funny you said that because I was just I thinking right now if uh, fuck to do if my boy Danny was listening, he'd be like cheering right now. He'd be like, "Yeah, go, just leave." <laughs> that was for you, Danny. What the fuck? So here's what I'm coming from, so you right? You can't order shots. But no, you, you don't order shots. But here's what I'm talking about. In the business culture, sometimes shots will be used to celebrate achievement, just like in the personal life, right? So if your supervisor like offers when you're talking you about the toast, right? I remember the toast. We we're talking about toast. We did it. We did a whole a whole class on that whole sergeant's time. So if your supervisor, male or woman, or anybody else in your team decides to buy a shot, let's say to celebrate achieving a business goal, or maybe they're celebrating you, welcoming you to the team, that's an acceptable reason to drink a shot. But again, you don't be the one ordering the shots. You're not the one instigating. You want This is your first happy hour. You want to just kind of lay it low, go with the flow, and let everybody know that, hey, you know, I can have a good time, but you know what? I'm responsible, and I know what I'm doing, you know? So can I get, So if I take the shot, because I don't want to get all drunk, and I want to make sure that everybody else is all nice and juiced up, but you're still good to go, would you throw the shot over your shoulder, pretend you take it, and then just like, ah, that was a good shot, and then just fucking pretend you're drunk, and then get all the sweet stories from everybody else because they're all drunk and you're not drunk? Would that be good? Get some good intel and all that? Well, I would advise against doing... 
anything that's, the shot? that's dishonest. Not even, don't if even you're not going to drink the go shot, and take go like ahead and take the toast, take a sip, put record it down. Record all the shit they're saying and all that. No, we're not. Rec- again, we're not here to get, to gain intel. Yes, that's intel. Get, get Use it against them no, and they, say, hey, Janice, I've got you on my fucking phone recorded saying blah, blah, So blah, once blah, again, blah. I've tried to give you outline a way to be professional. And, I'm just saying, and is that maybe, not an option? And maybe um, kind of bond with your team. And once again, Mario has taken it a dark I just route. got a text from Crystal. We are not here to... Pizza uh, and jalapeno poppers for dinner. I, let's wrap this up. I've got to go. <laughs> she just fucking texted me. You Pizza and jalapeno poppers. I'm fucking starving. It's All right, a long well, day. Dude, this was the longest sergeant's time ever, but... Good. I'm sorry if I fucked around. I'm sorry if I fucking fucked your shit up. You give good advice. Again, right? I'm here to help. And if you want any, if you have any further questions, check out the link. Reach out to me. Message me. Um, I'm here for you because believe me, I, I'm speaking from experience. I have both uh, conquered happy hour and completely failed it. So I know both sides of the story, and I'm just trying to look out for you guys. I have completely failed it. Apparently, I thought I was winning. Everything you said today, I've done, and I thought that I was winning. Apparently, I'd failed. Actually, Mario, it's funny you bring it up because um, Linda in HR wanted me to have you come in in the morning. She uh, heard about Mikhail's last week. Yes, I like Linda. The whole uh, donkey comment did not go over well. Oh, I like Linda. Let's go. (laughs) All right, you killers. We love you. Write the show. Let us know what you like, what you don't. Make sure you, if you like it, you share it, and uh, keep Keep looking out for new events coming up. Like Mario said earlier, we got a lot of stuff going on. We have a lot of stuff going on. Next week is going to be awesome. And we want to hear from you, and we want to know what's good, bad, and let us know what you want to talk about. Yeah, follow us on Fallen360 on Facebook and Instagram. We love you guys. Another great show. I got to go eat some fucking pizza and jalapeno poppers. You, for- you go do that. You go do that. <laughs> and for- before he rolls, yes. it's, it's 4-0 Dodgers, top of eight. Fuck the Dodgers. Hey. For Abe McCann, I'm Mario Aguirre. We are out. What a great show. Hey, listen. You want some help with the No, I'm good. I actually made a little bit of a problem. Okay, well, I'm lucky. I made him on a... Uh...